Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Enjoy a tall, cool dude. I grew up like most kids, worried I couldn't bench two plates, that I wouldn't fit in, that I wouldn't find love. Then I discovered partying, and suddenly all those worries went to the wayside. I didn't need love. I had keg stands. I discovered I was great at raging, and it revealed wonderful things about myself. I could relate to bros, regardless of what kind of bro they were. I could be at a party and moon people, and everyone would laugh, you know, be witty. Or, I could play beer pong and compete with real integrity. In short, I fulfilled my potential. The Nightcap on WGR Sports Radio 550. Welcome into a very brief edition of The Nightcap with Jody Biasi here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Monday Night Football coming your way in roughly 20 minutes or so. Just over. Giants and Cowboys tonight. You'll hear that here. Kickoff is at 815. Some fantasy implications, perhaps. A lot of Amari Cooper owners, Dak Prescott on the other side, or Ezekiel Elliott, of course, and then the other side, Saquon Barkley. No Sterling Shepard tonight, so... I mean, I guess if you need to get him out of your lineup, you probably should have already done that, but if you're uh, looking for a last-minute tip here and you've got Sterling Shepard in your lineup and you didn't realize he wasn't playing, go pick up Darius Slayton. He's on free agency, probably. He starts when Shepard doesn't play. So, little fantasy tip for you if you're uh, stuck with Sterling Shepard here on Monday Night Football, though you should have already been out on that. Bills are 6-2, and two, best start in my lifetime, best start since 1993, and that's record-wise. And I say that because I'm no longer thinking about the question, which is the question that we usually think about with the Bills every single year. Will they make the playoffs? That question is no longer interesting to me. This team's going to make the playoffs. I was amazed to see that 538.com only has the Bills as a 65% chance to make the postseason. That's it. 60-some percent. I mean, that number should be in the high 80s, given what the rest of their schedule is and what is chasing them from behind. So... Just looking at it from the standings point of view for a second. The Colts are behind you as the, as the sixth seed. The Colts are 5-3, and three, a game back, and they just lost their quarterback for maybe a couple of weeks. Jacoby Brissett with a strained MCL. Most seem to think that's a two- to three-week injury. Maybe he comes back a little bit earlier, but it's most likely going to be Brian Hoyer this week for them against Miami, which is not a hard matchup. Maybe Brissett comes back right after that. Maybe not. So the Colts might be without their quarterback. Then behind that, And this is the larger point. The teams outside the playoffs currently in the AFC. Starting at the top, there's only two other teams that are even at 500. No team that's out of the postseason in the AFC is above 500. Unlike the NFC, by the way, where there are three teams like that that meet meet that criteria. So in the AFC, you have Pittsburgh at 4-4 with Mason Rudolph. They, They lose to the Colts and Brian Hoyer yesterday if Adam Venetieri makes a chip shot field goal. Then you've got the Raiders at 4-4. Four four. 
who almost blew the game against Detroit. John Gruden calls a timeout for some reason with eight seconds left. Fourth and goal for Detroit on the one. They didn't have a timeout. The clock was running. Oakland saved him, gave him another shot. For some reason, Detroit decided, hey, we're going to throw it to Logan Thomas with the game on the line. That, that's right, former Bills tight end and former quarterback Logan Thomas was their their go-to with the game on the line, fourth and goal for the win. So the Raiders narrowly escaped the Lions. They're 4-4. Four and four. Both Pittsburgh and Oakland are two games back of you. And to be honest, I'm not really that afraid of either one of those teams. I don't think either one of those teams are very good at all. Behind that, Jacksonville at four and five, two and a half games back of you. Minshew couldn't do anything yesterday in London. They got smoked by Houston. Then you've got Tennessee with Tannehill at four and five, two and a half games back. You have the tiebreaker on them because you beat them and in their building. Then you've got the Chargers at four and five, two and a half games back as well. Who am I supposed to be worried about? I'm not thinking about will the Bills make the playoffs. That's not an interesting question to me anymore. Now, I think I've changed from that question, which has, for the most part, been the question surrounding the Bills for decades now, two decades maybe, to I'm wondering how good are they really? And for that, you do have to look beyond 6-2. and two. You have to forget the record for a second. And you have to actually look at what they've done on the field against their level of competition and what needs to be worked on, where the holes in their game are. How many holes do they even have? And to my, from my viewpoint, they have a lot. So this team might be 6-2, and two, but does that mean that they're a 6-2 and two level team? What does their record look like if you flip their schedule with Houston for se- per se? Houston is 6-3. and three. They've had to play the Saints. They had to play the NFC South this year. So instead of the Bills getting to play the Redskins and the Giants, Houston had to play New Orleans. And they had to play Carolina. And I know they get Atlanta, but even Tampa Bay. Like, Tampa Bay is not a joke right now. Tampa Bay could beat anybody. They're kind of up and down, but... They're capable of having hot games. Houston didn't get to play Miami twice. Not even once. Houston didn't get to play the Jets. No, they have to play Tennessee and Jacksonville twice. And I don't think Tennessee and Jacksonville are all that good. But they are certainly better than the Jets and the Dolphins. What's the Bills schedule then? Or what's their record then? Is it 6-2? and two? Or maybe it's 500. I wonder if this is just a 500 team with a really easy schedule. I'm left wondering that because of what the Bills have put out there on the field. And I'm enjoying it. I think this is fun because I'm already thinking about playoff matchups as well. Looking at, hey, I was I was in a way actually kind of rooting for New England last night. In a way. Now, for the purposes of the division, that's not true. In fact, once I, the game started... You know, the, the Bills fan in me would not let myself root for New England. So that didn't end up happening. But before the game, I was thinking to myself, all right, I mean, if New England's going to win the division anyway, don't we want to see Baltimore, like, don't we want proof that maybe they're not that great? Wouldn't we rather have that happen? Because if Baltimore is legitimately good, like really, really good, well, for one, that makes that matchup against them in, at New Airfield in December look a lot tougher. But two, that does one of two things. It 
makes me think that the Bills suddenly have a much tougher playoff game on the wild card weekend in front of them. And that they could end up playing Kansas City because Baltimore is that good. So suddenly this went from, hey, Baltimore is beatable for sure. Like, I could totally see the Bills winning in Baltimore in the playoffs. To seeing them last night beat the Patriots down and think, am I really... Am I supposed to think the Bills can't even beat that Baltimore team on the road in the playoffs? Because that Baltimore team last night, I haven't seen a Bills team that's capable of beating that team. Not yet. And then, if Baltimore's good enough to get a bye, then I have to play at Arrowhead in Kansas City. Possibly. That sucks. Don't want that to happen. Because if the season ended today, the Bills would play in Kansas City in wildcard weekend. That sucks. So I'm already thinking about, hey, how can I get away from Kansas City? How can I get away from Baltimore? How can I get to, like, Houston and Indy I think are legitimately good, but they're not as scary to me as Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes. So I'm having fun with it. I'm already thinking about that in playoff matchups. But the overall question on how good they actually are, they have not done enough on the field to answer that question or to make me think that they are a legitimately good 6-2 and team. I think they're a good football team. I think in this year's AFC, they're a playoff team. I think they are better than the Steelers. I think they're better than the Raiders. I think they're better than the Jaguars. I think they're better than the Titans. But does that mean that they're 6-2 and two good? Because I'm not there. I'm not there on the team. I think this offense has struggled to put up points. I think this offense has struggled to move the football. And they have yet to prove that when their defense is having an off day, that the offense can make up for it. That's yet to be shown. And now, the defense has gone from one of the elites of the league to, I mean, you look at their DVOA, and you look at how they've played against the run in the past couple games, and suddenly, they're still a really good offense, but they're not near, they're not, they're not the best in the league. Which I think you could have argued a few weeks back. Like, they would have been right there with New England. Now, they're a really good defense, but are they the best in football? It's hard to say that when you've had two straight teams just run over, just go right through you in the run game. So there's some holes starting to pop up. How good are they? That's the question for me now. And I've, I'm starting to think that this Bears comparison that has been made between the Bills and the Bears for months now is starting to look pretty accurate to me. And just looking, it's tough to do this because you're just looking at box score stats here. You're looking right on the surface. But it's almost eerie that we all talked about, at least here on the station we talked about, would you take Trubisky's second year for Josh Allen this year? And most said yes. Most fans said yes. Most most guys here at the station said yes. I said no. I, I thought that Considering who you drafted in Josh Allen, considering his arm strength, considering he was kind of the boom or bust prospect, he had this unbelievable physical ability that the bar should be set higher for him. So I said no to that. But it's eerie to see that now, it's, it's easy to do this by the way, once you get eight games into the season, if you want to look at stuff that players are on pace for, it's so much easier because you just double it. So we're in that sweet spot of the season where if you want to look to see what some look to see what somebody's on pace for, you just got to double it. So that made it this easy for me today. But didn't have to do a lot of math. Josh Allen right now is on pace for 3300 passing yards, 
28 total touchdowns. That includes passing and rushing. 14 interceptions. By the way, quickly on that front, three three straight games without interception. I still think we need to see a lot more from Josh Allen, of course. But one thing that he has certainly gotten rid of is the turnovers. He did fumble a couple times yesterday, but the Bills are lucky to get him back. No picks in three games in a row. That's that's solid. That's progress. But anyways, 3,300 passing yards on pace for 28 total touchdowns, 14 interceptions, 500 rushing yards. Mitch Trubisky's stats from last year, his year two in the league. Trubisky had 3,200 passing yards. 27 total touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and 400 rushing yards. A very, very small difference in every single one of those stats. Josh Allen's on pace for 100 more passing yards than Trubisky, one more touchdown, two extra interceptions, and 100 more passing or 100 more rushing yards. Pretty damn close. And that's not to mention that Allen's on pace to have a 12 and 4 record this year. Trubisky was 12 and 4 last season. He's having that Trubisky year. And really, you can look at Trubisky this year and to me, that's part of the reason I wasn't signing up for that. I wanted more. And I still do want more. I've been impressed with him. I think he's improved, Josh Allen. But the reason I wouldn't have signed up for that when we had that conversation in the offseason is this can happen, which what is happening with Trubisky right now. He had modestly good stats in his second year. He certainly improved from year one to year two. But he was not so good that you should have been sold on him as being the Bears franchise quarterback because Fast forward one more year, and Trubisky stinks. He is not good. At least this year. He's been terrible. He's got five touchdowns on the year. That's it. Every time he drops back to throw the football, he is the ultimate game manager right now for the Bears. All they are asking him to do is take care of the football. It looks like yesterday, if you watched any of that Bears-Eagles game, He had 125 total, he completed 10 passes in an entire football game for 125 yards. And that included like a 70-yard pass. Now give him credit, it was a 70-yard pass, it was a bomb, Josh Allen's yet to do that. Trubisky looked good on that one pass. I mean, over half of his passing yards from yesterday came on one play. That's where that guy is. So, even though Allen has improved, he's not been so good to me that you can just assume he's going to keep going up and up and up. Because you saw Trubisky take a similar path to Josh Allen in his first two years, and look what's happening to him in year three. And Allen's going to be the biggest driver of whether this team is good or not. And that's why, even though the record is 6-2 and two right now, I'm not putting my blinders on and just refusing to look past their record because, oh, let's just enjoy it, and we're 6-2. and two. No, we, we, you should be able to enjoy the fact that the Bills are probably going to make the playoffs, that the Bills have their best record in 26 years, while also questioning how good they actually are. Because there are tons of reasons to question that. They have not beaten anybody yet. And I don't want to harp on that too much, because McDerm- like McDermott said today, we don't make our schedule. And that's true. That's fair. That's true. You only can beat who is put in front of you. But that does not mean it's not true that they haven't beat anybody. They haven't. You've beaten the one-win Jets and the two-win Giants. Or are they three wins? The the zero-win Bengals. 
the 500 Titans, the one-win Dolphins, the one-win Redskins. Of the worst teams in the league, like you see that graphic of who's tanking for Tua right now, and it's just a list of teams the Bills have beaten so far, except for Atlanta, because they don't play Atlanta. So I'm questioning a lot of stuff with them right now, but that doesn't mean I think you can't enjoy the success that they're having and the record that they're having and the fact that we're most likely going to get a playoff game this year for the Bills, which is cool, and that's very rare, especially for a 24-year-old like me who has only seen that happen one time. That's it. And they scored three points. So it's fun, but it's also worth questioning. All right, that's it for me. It was a very short, brief nightcap tonight. So thanks, everybody, for listening to the show. I'll be back for a full show tomorrow. We'll expand on this. I want to talk a little bit about the Sabres, too, but mostly football coming your way tomorrow on the nightcap. Monday Night Football is on the way next, so stay tuned for Giants and Cowboys. That is next here on WGR.